Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I'm joined by Hugo Gunnarsson, VP of Data Center Infrastructure and Performance Engineering at Oath. Welcome, Hugo. It's great to have you on the program. Thanks so much for having me here. So why don't you just start with an introduction of Oath. Oath has not been on ChipChat before. Yeah, so Oath is basically a merger of AOL and Yahoo that was purchased under Verizon. So we are merging all our sub-brands together into a big media and technology company. Tell me about your purview and what are the critical things that your organization is looking at as Oath drives forward in the marketplace? Well, the main focus that we have right now is to ensure we can give all our properties the right gear in a reasonable time, as well as make sure that we keep the cost of this under control. So that means we spend a lot of time analyzing what their real needs are, making sure we can fulfill the needs in the shortest possible time, while also making sure we take into consideration their challenges of adapting to new technology or going away from legacy technologies. What is the primary focus that you've prioritized in terms of modernizing your data center infrastructure? Well, our data center is pretty much state-of-the-art as is, but part of what we're trying to look into is the challenges we're going to have as a company the next three to five years of how the power consumption is increasing, how we can efficiently cool the technology, as well as how can we adapt our infrastructure to the ongoing demands of the application. So one of the main challenges we have is we try to modernize the application pretty much week to week. That means now and then suddenly the demands to the infrastructure changes dramatically, and we need to rapidly come up with a better solution than the current one that requires us to either go and tech refresh all technology or adapt the application to the hardware, or often also adapt the hardware to the application in those cases that's needed. So staying ahead of this technology curve to add like GPU when people need that, but also at the same time understanding the cost aspect of it and what the real needs are so we can supply the property with the right application for the latency needs they have, as well as the throughput, but at the same time make sure this is scalable and that we can operate this in a large-scale environment without having to consider every single system could fail in time and that could impact the application. You guys have done some amazing work in terms of TCO analysis. Can you talk about that a bit? TCO has been one of the key components from how my team is working and thinking. So the idea is to always take into consideration the cost of the hardware, the operation cost of the hardware, the pain point from SiteUp's point of view, as well as the engineering point of view, to come up with a solution that has the lowest possible total cost of ownership for an entire company, but at the same time is very flexible. So what we spend a lot of time on is to come up with these models that can fairly accurately predict cost of hardware one to three years from now, as well as performance and power consumption of the hardware. At the same time, using that to determine what components should go into the system to yield the best possible price performance for given applications or for generic applications. So we're spending a lot of time dissecting down, for example, CPUs to understand what is the right mix of core count frequency versus memory footprint versus IOPS versus storage versus the power consumption and aligning that with what we see application needs are today and what we expect them to be one to three years from now. So a lot of this is actually ending up then going into a large model where we do some simple machine learning on, 
to actually understand what are the right configurations offer to keep the complexity down, but at the same time not expanding the cost too much by having too few and too narrow configurations that require a lot of extra cost going to systems or a lot of extra engineering development time. How have advanced analytics and AI played a role in the way that you're looking at your overall infrastructure? And what does that mean from the underlying infrastructure that you're running your solutions on? The way we do today, we have all these different sources we're getting information in from, and that could be from you know, searches, from what people are looking at, web pages, and so on as well as what advertisers are looking for. So we're trying to connect all the information we have about people's behavior, their intent, and try to match it up with the requirements from ad serving or other interest groups to how to modify the content for them to better suit their needs for what they're after that specific day. So you might see ads related to what you're searching for coming up the very next second you actually do a query. And the idea with that is we're actually trying to predict what people are actually looking for before they might even know themselves. So, for example, you search for cars, we're realizing that, oh, you're looking for luxury, high-power sports card. Here's some good advertising. Go with that. And that's how we're kind of using all the big data to better target ads directed to what we think the user is looking for instead of serving random ads or trying to limit it down to what's really relevant for that day or season or event going on. Now, I know that you've been working very closely with Intel teams on a number of fronts in terms of evaluation and utilization of our infrastructure, starting with our Xeon scalable processors, but extending into next generation architectures and new capabilities like rack scale design. Tell me about why that's important to take a look at some of these alternative architectures as well as more aggressive refresh of underlying hardware to fuel all the exciting things that you're delivering in the market? I think if you start with RSD, which is really one program I'm very interested in because it solves or tries to solve a lot of the challenges we have today. One of it is to make sure that the hardware can easily be broken down into smaller chunks and have it more automated way instead of me having to buy dedicated box every single time, which makes it much harder to reuse. And combining that with, again, with seeing technology and technologies like Apache Pass and FPGA can really help us to leverage a single platform that can support multiple different applications and very quickly reconfigure that based on what the next user needs. So one of the things we're trying to do is to avoid having static environments. And that gives me two things. It forces the user to think about his code that it could move from platform to platform, hour to hour, so he should be able to utilize the best possible technology available. At the same time, that allows me to have an ongoing technology refresh of our infrastructure. So, for example, Apache Pass is one big area we're looking into right now. This could be very impactful for the company by expanding memory out to much bigger domains we used to without changing the program model. But at the same time, we also have legacy gear where we have large memory footprint, where we now want to have the application to seamlessly move from one technology to another technology and take advantage of that without having significant impact on the user to start with, but at the same time using these new technologies to refine the applications to actually get the maximum performance out of them. So with these technologies like Apache Pass, FPGA, and also going through optimized application libraries, this total solution can really change how we actually deploy software as well as thinking about software. So we lower the cost, hopefully by doing better sharing, as well as lowering the complexity and increasing how quickly we can redeploy the gear and how we're doing the tech refresh in general by moving people away 
from Exit Gear when we read for Tech Refresh instead of waiting for application to either die off or take on a new life into you know next generation. You mentioned Apache Pass or our next generation persistent memory within the data center. Where are you seeing value in terms of the types of workloads where you're targeting future use of persistent memory as part of the configuration? So we actually have three main areas we're looking at. The biggest one might actually be where we actually have graphing systems that absolutely need to be in memory because it's too slow to go to disk every single time or even flash might be too slow. But today we're very restricted by how much memory could put into the system. And as we scale that, I'm wasting more and more memory by keeping the information on the edges. So allowing to go to 6 terabyte or 12 terabyte per box can allow me to go away from having to have a cluster of 10 or 20 servers to get it down to single server again. And that will actually increase the performance quite dramatically because I don't have all this message passing that's going on today. Uh, The other area for Apache Pass is actually looking into databases where we can do very quick updates, and especially using persistent memory, we can avoid the latency we're adding today by ensuring all the data is written properly in case of a system failure. By using a technology like Apache Pass or Three to Crosspoint, we can then allow that to go into that Apache Pass memory, and the second is there, even if the system crashes, I have not lost my data, so we don't have a problem with data corruption. The last part is actually start looking into Apache Pass to just extend regular memory where I'm not necessarily limited by how much memory, but where my bandwidth for memory is not that critical, but the cost of memory is very critical. So as we see in the last two years, memory cost has more than doubled since 2016, and I don't foresee that to go down in the near future. That means today, memory might actually be the single biggest cost on a server today. So having any technology coming in that direction can lower that cost, even if it has a smaller impact, is very interesting for what we're doing. If folks want to find out more about Oath, where would you send them for more information? Well, for Oath, they can just go to our website, Oath.com. Oath itself, we are more the technology side of it, but all our media brands like Yahoo Sports, Yahoo Finance, HuffPost, TechCrunch, and so on, you can find a lot of information directed there as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 